Hi everybody, this is Amuse Bouche and I'm Bridget. Here you're getting just a little bit of Bridget before our weekly release of Dinner Plus Drinks on Sundays. Now, with all of the talk about the Olympics and with the games winding down, closing ceremonies on Sunday, we, the world, people in general, have been focusing a lot on greatness. The greatness we expect from these athletes, the greatness we hear that they have worked so hard for. So all of this has got me to thinking. What if, instead of greatness, we were just okay with being content? So this idea came to me in the shower the other day, where most of my great ideas come to me, right? Uh, like, why are we always striving for more, better, the best, different than what we have? And, you know, of course, that's there's a million answers to that question. Social media, classmates, whatever. Wouldn't it be better if we were just okay with where we're at, the here and now? Like, maybe it's not perfect, but that's fine, and the here and now is pretty good. I have always been a what's next type of person. Like, I tackle one goal, and then I want to challenge myself with what I can do bigger or better or the next time. So specifically in my previous career life, you know, I started out at the bottom like you do, and then you're taught to keep working and work your way up, right? That's what you're supposed to do. So I think we're, that's just the most relevant example in my adult life. Um, but we're obviously taught this from society. Um, I've struggled with this a lot as I've changed jobs, as I've moved to a place I never thought I would live. Um, I'm raising my kids in a town and a school district I never planned for them to go to. This was this was not my plan. <laughs> and if you've listened to Dinner Plus Drinks or you know me, you know I'm a planner. Your girl likes to know what's coming next. <laughs> so like, is this how I imagined my life? No. But is it working well for this phase of life that I'm in? 100%. I can go to my kids' sporting events. I can pick them up if one of them gets sick, which in fact is why this amuse-bouche is coming out late today. I had to pick up a kid this morning at daycare because she was sick. So yeah, I think that my life as it is right now was not my plan for what's next, but I think it's working pretty well for this moment in time. So this has me, I'm thinking about this topic a lot in my life. So of course, I thought I should Google it, where I go for all of my best advice, and see if I was crazy to be thinking this way, or if other people had, you know, done more um, scientific research on this, or if there was just thoughts swirling around the internet about this, or if this was just in my head while I'm taking a shower. <laughs> so I came across an outstanding article by Daniel Cordero, who's a researcher from Yale. So you know it's good. <laughs> um, the article is specifically about contentment versus happiness. So it starts out saying. Contentment is the knowledge that things are okay exactly as they are right now. So that's kind of what I'm talking about, right? And and what I've convinced myself of is, yeah, right now, things are good. They, they don't have to be in, you know, my life can change tomorrow or it could be the same. But right now, what I should be worried about is that things are where they need to be. So right away, I was hooked. I'm like, yeah. This person is validating all my feelings. <laughs> so this article reviews a study of a remote group of former nomads from the Himalayas. So again, we're, we're digging into actual scientific data here. So this specific village had no contact with the outside world. And part of the study was an effort to identify human emotions and whether they're universal across cultures or not. So through a variety of different tests, um, this research group, found that 
this culture who had no internet, no contact with outside groups, like they were able to identify joy, happiness, embarrassment, shame, almost all of the human emotions, except for one. And that was contentment. That one was not one they could identify. So as um, this research group was kind of breaking down the study and um, further reviewing their data, they they get talking through, you know, through the guide in their group, for example. Um, one of the guides was explaining that contentment, like the closest word they have to describe contentment in their culture is this word called chakshe. And I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. I don't know if anyone knows if I'm saying that right. But chakshe is to this culture, um, very deep, very spiritual word. And it means, quote, the knowledge of enough. So it's saying again, right here, right now, this is enough for me. And that's exactly it. The right here, right now, everything is perfect as it is, regardless of what you are experiencing outside. So as you're looking for more and more and more and what's next, you're actually missing what's happening right in front of you, which this is not like rocket science, right? I specifically am in that segment of life that is targeted by every mom blog, every Instagram page that talks about moms and mental health. And it's okay to not be okay. And you need to plant your feet where you are. I forget the phrase. Shannon, my sister uses it a lot, but you know, be where you are. So be in the present. Like this is not a new idea and people talk about it a lot and talk at me about it. And, um, this has just been a different way to look at it for me. Um, so yes, you you want to be in the moment, right? This article continues on to discuss contentment and how to be, to be able to be fully content, it requires no external input. So it is entirely work you need to do on yourself, which we all have to do work on ourselves, don't we? <laughs> um, it's You're not relying on the next fastest shoe to make you run the fastest mile. You're not relying on a teammate to help you win a game. You're not relying on the perfect weather because if it's too hot, you can't do something or, you know, whatever. You're not relying on anything else but yourself. So that gives a control freak like me <laughs> all the control in theory, right? You are in control of yourself and only yourself. I am told this all the time as I, you know, get mad when plans go awry. Well, I have no control over that, everybody. And it is something I'm working on constantly because I like a good plan, <laughs> as we discussed three minutes ago. <laughs> so contentment is is inside us all already, right? So it takes practice to experience it for ourselves. So I'll put some tips from the article in the show notes, three really simple things of like how we should give this a shot and, and bear with them and look at the article because the first one is practicing mindfulness, I will say. And I always roll my eyes at that, right? I'm like, cool, yep, I will go take an hour out of my day and do some yoga. No, I'm not going to do that. That's not realistic in my life right now. So so keep reading. <laughs> There's a little bit more that makes a you know, what I appreciate about this article is first, it's from a reliable source. Um, <laughs> if you learned way back when you started researching papers, uh, research papers, you know not to believe every dot com that you see. Well, this is a dot edu, guys. This is from the Berkeley website. So it, this this article spoke to me in it's it's realistic. It's not saying like, oh, busy mother of two young kids with um, full time job, please find time to go lay under the clouds and stare at the sky for four hours a day. Like whatever. It's that's great if you can do that. I can't. Um, so it just makes me more upset with the whole practice. So this uh, 
they even reference Oprah and talking about her mindfulness. So please move on past number one and read the next two tips. I think they are fantastic. And I actually had a conversation with someone else in my town about this recently, how they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, talking with this person who's constantly struggling, right? They're constantly looking at what's next and why can't I be there? Why can't I be doing what that person's doing? Well, you're never going to be happy if you're doing that. And I think, again, this is just a different way to look at the same concept that we've all been doing forever. We've all been comparing ourselves. Hey, hell, I grew up as a twin. I, <laughs> I'm still a twin, obviously. But all I did was compare myself to my twin sister. All everyone else did was compare us because by nature they think, oh, well, the twins, the Gallaghers. Uh, my senior year at high school, we got, at our senior year volleyball banquet, we got introduced as the same person. We didn't even play the same position. And it was the Gallaghers, come on down. Like, if anyone knows about being compared, it's me. So I've, you know, I would, can't speak for Shannon, but I bet she, she also has fought for her identity as much as I have growing up because we, we grew up like that. My parents used to give us separate birthday parties. God bless you, mom and dad. Uh, they, you know, because we were our own people. So anyway, as you're raising kids, as you're going through this, see if you can look at what's around you. And like, this is a silly thing I do. I write for years. I've done this. I've written in a gratitude journal, which I'm not a journaler because you know why? I don't have time. And yes, I do. I could carve out time for it, but I don't want to sit down for 30 minutes and write about my whole day. So all I do is I write number one, number two, and every day before I go to bed, because that's when my mind races the most, I write two things I'm grateful for. And I don't set any more rules besides write two things. So it can be, I'm grateful that I had cold water today, or it can be, I'm so grateful that my daughter gave me a kiss and said she loved me, whatever. It can be anything. Because when you start to do that, you're like, yeah, I am grateful for this like stupid cold water. <laughs> so as mental health was on full display on the, at the Olympics this year, um, I thought it was fitting this week to discuss this topic of contentment versus greatness. And is it wrong? Like, do you feel like a failure if you're not constantly fighting for the next thing? Or are you really a winner if you're able to just be happy with where you're at? So I can't say I'm a pro to either of them. It's a constant battle. So I thought it was really fascinating. I hope some of you can relate to it. And I think that contentment might, might be um, the most underappreciated emotion in history. I read that line in the article and I was like, you know, I think you're right. <laughs> so I hope you find some contentment in your right here and your right now and find something awesome this weekend to be content and happy about and enjoy the sunshine. I think it's going to be a hot and sunny one. Have an awesome weekend and we will talk with you next week. Bye.